Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today? Man, I am doing fantastic. We are smack dab in the middle of modern men of pop month. Yes, sir. And I can think of no artist to better sum up somebody that is relevant now modern in the Nashville music scene than the artist that we're talking about right now. Yeah. He's male. He's a man. Yeah. He's what I categorize modern and that he's got some modern sound and he is uh, diverse. Me and Rob were talking about before yeah. how he runs the gamut. Rob made a great day and night analogy. Yes. Um, and I so did. we're gonna, it, it was wonderful. <laughs> um, you'll just have to trust us on that, that it was good. Um, and so typically we highlight one song where we're like, we're going to focus nails on this song. Yeah. But there are multiple facets that we want to touch on. So we're going to kick it to a song by Stephen Day. Rob, yes. tell them what song we're talking about, and we're going to take you guys somewhere with this. Let's start with Dancing in the Street from the album Guess I'm Grown Now. This is Dancing in the Street by Stephen Day. It was coming down in sheets You were staring back at me in the middle of the street It was dark, but I could see In the morning I see you in a different Mm. I saw your feet off the ground. I knew better. Listen to how long this five Something is staying on the bass. Five better. has not left the bass yet. And still I spun you around. For a moment, we were dancing in the street like people do. Such tension built up. When they're in love Man, so good. So that's what we'll call kind of middle phase era-wise of Stephen Day. Because yes. he's got stuff that's earlier, which we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about 22 and Some Change, which is an early project. One of my first uh, introductions to him was on one of his first her, his first albums yeah. with 22 and Some Change. His most recent album is called The Shapes I'm In. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a song called On Top of the World for just a little bit in yeah. there. So we're going to kind of run all things Stephen Day for just a little bit. Yes. Um, we so, know... That, that he may not be familiar to a lot of our listeners. Um, and so it is it, something that we love is if we can play a part in like expanding you musically a little bit. This is one of the goes, I, I didn't know who he was um, until JP was like, dude, you've got to check out this guy, Stephen Day, right? Um, and I think we talked with him about, he was the last concert you saw Pre, right, pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. It was Jordy Cersei was the last, but he okay. was he was right before. Okay, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so he, you know, you kept telling me, dude, every time I go see this guy Stephen Day, he's just incredible. He's gonna blow your mind. Check him out. And so, um, but he he's based here in Nashville, and he's not like a Nashville guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but he's, you know, kind of headquartered here in Nashville, and his audience is still growing. Like, when we say modern men of pop, like, he's, what, 25 maybe? Maybe? Um, he's, like, still very much on the rise, and yeah. you're going to hear a lot about him in the future. So if we can be the ones to kind of introduce you to Steven, we are more than happy to do that yeah. because it's going to happen. Somebody's going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like uh, – If you don't know him yet, you will. Kind yeah, of exactly. So if we can be the ones to, to make that handshake, then we're super happy to do it. Especially if we all – those of y'all outside the country um, that may have not had as much access to him, True. you're going to fall in love with this guy. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And so uh, like we said, incredibly diverse in his styles. He could just as easily – you know what? I'll save it. I'll save it. Let's talk a little bit. More uh, about him, introduce you to him, and then we'll play you some more, and you can kind of hear it for yourself. Absolutely, and I got a way to kind of tie into that because we were talking about the time I one of the times I saw him. So, and this will tie us into the first song I was going to talk about, which was Twenty Two and Some Change. Um, Twenty Two and Some Change. I saw him 
at your at a, a favorite venue. I went to see an opener, um, a, a band called Pacific. So my okay. wife went to see this band. She loves this band, Pacific. Huge fan at the Exit Inn, and I got hooked on his tunes there. Yeah, um, it's it's his favorite venue, which is the Exit Inn. I saw him April 29th, two thousand nineteen. So play a little of the track um, of Twenty Two and Some Change okay. because in the video. It's the live video of that show that I was at, okay. so it's oh. really cool to know that I'm in that crowd. That's awesome. So and it's and I, and not, then I'll pause and I'll do a meet the band section on that band because okay. that's what I researched and I happen to be there for that. So yeah. play oh, a little awesome. twenty two and some change from Stephen Day. I don't wanna die young. Mm. Don't wanna get old. Ah, uh, so tasty. Yeah. It's like. Playful. Oh yeah. Tell me there's a reason. something upstairs. And the melody is kind of Tell me they've been seeing just short of approachable. Like it's melt. I miss my mom and dad. Why is it so hard to tell that? When you get to a certain age, you miss what Just wanna have fun. Okay, now to give some hook. some clarity there, he has an official video mm-hmm. which has this guy Wild Bill Hawkins that's dancing around. It's awesome, yeah. <laughs> but there is another video which is this live um, this live showing of yeah. of that. So that's the one I was in reference yeah. to. But from uh, you're not secretly Wild Bill Hawkins, <laughs> or am I? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so yeah, good stuff. And that's some that's some a little bit earlier uh, a little bit earlier Stephen Day. Um, than some of the more modern stuff that we're talking about. But I want to play the jingle because I want to introduce that band Okay, uh, real quick. So let's play the jingle real quick. I'll introduce that band, and we'll keep trucking along. Great. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey! All right, we're going to meet the band that played on 22 and Some Change, and I know this because um, at the end of the video, he lists the band. So he makes it easy for us. So on keys, Andy Cotta. On drums, Corey Scooter Spicer. Oh, man. Uh, Backing vocals, Hadley Cannery and Holly Hamill. Um, On electric guitar, Jimmy Green. And on bass, Travis Dykes. And on vocals and acoustic guitar, the guy you're going to love, Stephen Day. So Yeah. This, uh, so... Stephen is, first of all, go follow Stephen on Instagram. It'll make your day because he's one of these guys that is, his music doesn't necessarily show his, his like personal personality. You know what I mean? Like his music shows that he's a serious artist and, and musically very, very talented and all these things. Right. But then there's another side of him that comes out on social media yeah. that you just don't get through the music. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know what I mean? That's good. He's got this like goofball. It's funny. Yeah. This guy's just, funny. And you're going to hear it in the interview, but this guy's, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and so he's got, you know, I, I don't know. And he, he just has this face. I don't know how else to say this, except to say that I would trust Stephen Day <laughs> in any industry. That's, right. well, that's good. Does that's, that make sense? Yeah, it's good. I would, I would, you know, I would trust him to write me a great song, uh-huh. but just based on his face, I would also <laughs> trust him to sell me insurance. As my accountant. I would trust, yeah, yeah I'd give my checkbook. It's good. I would trust him to like guard a shopping mall. Yeah. I would trust him to watch my kids. That's right. He can I, babysit. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just great. has this look that makes me uh-huh. go, I believe in you. What? You could be my youth pastor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, man. And he he also has a very rare facial feature, which I don't know why I'm getting this specific, but hey, whatever. Uh, he first of all, we talked last week. Actually, last week's uh, stump the genius was about mustaches, mustache. That's right. right. Um, and I'm gonna put Stephen Day's mustache mustache up there with anybody musically in history. There we go. He, he, I mean, power he stash has a, a Freddie Mercury level mustache, That's, right? Yeah. It's fantastic. But the thing you get with Steven's mustache is when he shaves it, which he does from time to time, you don't lose anything. <laughs> I 
I don't. Ca- I don't trust him any less. That's right. Once he, it, it, he doesn't he, become a different persona. Like he, he doesn't lose the trust factor. Destashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not the same as like a um, what's his name, Sam Elliott. Okay, uh, not the when, handlebar. When Sam Elliott shaves his mustache, you can't tell. <laughs> he still has a mustache even when he doesn't. Yeah, that's if right. that makes sense. That's perfect. His lips just always have a mustache, yeah, that's right. right? Sam Elliott's face always has a mustache, <laughs> whether he does or not. It's funny. It's, it, but it's not like um, – it's also not like – Tracy Lawrence, Tracy <laughs> Lawrence, country singer from the '90s, had a mustache that you could hear. I mean, you could yeah. hear that mustache that's on his it. tracks. But when he shaved it, he was a turtle. That's right. There was nothing. There was nothing there. You were like, "Please, dude, grow that back out." You know what I'm saying? That's. that's but Stephen, it's like I'm good either way. That's right. I, I lose nothing from you when you shave this, but it, you also don't just look like you have a permanent mustache. That's good. You know what I mean? That's funny. Somewhere. This is the kind of commentary. That's why you came. That's why you guys come. You're not getting talking. this on Song Exploder. That's Let right. me just tell you this, okay? <laughs> Rishikesh Hirway is not giving That's you right. this kind we of- We talk about silk shirts and mustaches and all the things that you care about the music industry. <laughs> That's right. This is stuff is, is important to the music industry. Um, I do have 122 and some change commentary real quick. Yeah. Not to jump uh, completely off of that. So- I was thinking, where was I at 22? Isn't it like, uh, Whoa. so I, wow. I just graduated Lee yeah. University. Okay. So May of 2003. So y'all can do some math on how old you think we are there. If we hadn't told you that, but I was remembering what was the album I listened to the gra- the day I graduated. So I was, I can remember it because I, I have this story. No, you, I, 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 <laughs> I should graduate. Yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> just think about ballpark on where you would have been in 2003. Where were you when you were not graduating? <laughs> Um, I listened to the Meteora album by Linkin Park, wow. which is nothing – there's nothing more, more further than Stephen Day yeah. than Linkin Park. Um, so let's play a little Linkin Park. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. You so. know what, though? I will say, like, to just, to, just to further our narrative here about Stephen Day's diversity, okay, mm-hmm. because his latest album, The Shapes I'm In, which has another, uh, another song that we want to talk about that's called On Top of the World um, – as a matter of fact, let's start let's, there. Yeah, okay? let's play it there. It's good. This is the opening track from Stephen Day's latest project, which is called The Shapes I'm In. This is on top of the world, which gives you another shade. Yeah. Right? This is just pop goodness. Dude, I'll tell you, you've heard three different guitar sounds on the three songs that we played, yeah. and they're all three so good. So here he's finally resolving that five chord. The the five sat as a pedal tone so long on Dancing in the Street. It never left. Yeah. Album in 2021, Dang. right? Like I know. You remember last year? Yeah, no, right. Remember before all this? Oh, that's like, right, Dang. man. It's like, and that's a good. That's just a good written song. There's yeah. nothing that you hear that's like super flashy. There's no like ridiculously shreddy guitar solo <laughs> right. or anything. But that's just a good song. Yeah, absolutely. Stephen Day so, can write a good song. So to to our point about his diversity, okay, that's track one of the shapes I'm in. Let's. Fast forward just two songs. Okay. okay. In two songs, we're going to get from On Top of the World to this. This is Ride off of uh, The Shapes I'm In. Give me the keys, passenger seat. What just happened? What? Put up your feet, running on easy street, just vibing. Tell me your dreams, tell me the tea pains you can I mean, give me all your troubles, let's ride. This is part of the joy. I mean, you got a 
a Daniel Powder reference. You got to love oh, a Daniel God. Powder reference. How often do you get those? Uh, so, like, this is part of the joy of being an artist in the in the ultra modern age is that Stephen can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Right. Whatever he feels like putting on an album, he can put on an album. There's not, you know. Uh, corporate suits being like, yeah. I'm not hearing a single or, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Or we need to lean away from this and toward this and blah, 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 blah. He's, he's self-directed. Um, and so literally if he goes, I want to put a trap thing on my album, yeah. I want to put a trap thing on That's my good. album. Um, and of all the challenges that come with being a modern musician and having to do develop like multiple, multiple revenue streams and ways just to kind of survive as a musician now, um, the other side of that is the freedom that you can enjoy that. as an independent artist yeah. that was that was never before possible if you wanted to make a living, yeah. right? So he can literally just go, what do I feel like today? Who do I feel like today? I'm going to write that. And what you end up with is this body of work from him that is so incredibly diverse that it, it's a thing where if you listen to Stephen Day long enough, you're going to find a vein of his that you like that is yours. That's good. Yeah, something for everybody. Yeah. That's so good. So like he could just as easily, you know, he could go uh, on tour with John Mayer mm-hmm. or Michael Bublé <laughs> or Megan Trainer yeah. and be equally at home yeah. and fit just as well That's good. with with any of those artists, you know what I mean? It, it he's got stuff, he's got enough stuff that makes sense in all these different things that if you saw him at a Harry Connick show, he would be great, yeah, good. Yeah. you know what I mean. But and if you saw him, he's the you know, uh, he's the ultimate touring partner. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. Like, he could compliment anybody. Yeah, he's good. I mean, Alan Stone. He's done stuff with Alan Stone. Yeah. He's got a fantastic version of uh, "Back of My Hand" um, that he did with Alan Stone, and uh, you know what I mean. So he could he could literally compliment anyone That's else, good. and and you know bring some people into their audience yeah. and also probably gain some people by association with uh-huh. you know another artist so if you're touring, well, that's, i mean that's how he hooked me is my wife went to see exa- somebody else exactly and it's like man i like this guy better than the guy we than the people we came to see yes you know, it's like, so. yes exactly and so okay so just one one more from this next album so we just went from on top of the world to ride in two moves uh-huh. right in two presses of the fast forward button and so then we go from ride into holy ground which is is this next track, which is, here we go, Another Shade. What, a different what? guitar tone. Yeah. And a, just a different That's feel a that we riff. haven't had yeah. yet. Her daddy drives a black range. Come on. Bro. Yeah. By the way, this song is They're killing good. Living on the nice side of town. Parks it in the shade on Sunday. So it's cool. Church gets out, and he says it's holy ground. What makes it holy now? That's honestly one of the one of the most thought provoking songs of the whole album. Yeah. Like it sounds like rock and roll fun, but if you if you dig into the lyric, it it's, down. it's yeah, it's 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 pretty serious. Um, but so that all that to say, Stephen Day is amazing because he is equally credible in all these different veins, you know what I mean? And his voice is versatile enough that he could be like the, you know, the sort of blue-eyed soul, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, he's just got, he literally has something for everybody. I, this is what I said before we started. I said, Stephen Day, he's a whole month, you know? <laughs> like, he's got everything. Yeah. Um, and so... Which is a great segue into our Let's Play Stump the Genius. We're going to play Stump the Genius Days of the Week trivia. Okay, all right, okay. Stump the Genius, Stump the Genius, Stump the Genius. I said your part. All right, we're going to play Stump the Genius Days of the Week trivia. Let's do this. Um, so, and I'm going to try it in, uh, obviously, and uh, we are a music podcast. So, uh, are we? Sometimes I, know, I Sometimes. Wonder. So, uh, there's a couple music questions in here, <laughs> but not many. There's We got five questions. Let's see how Rob does on Days of the Week trivia. All right. Manic Monday was a yeah. hit for what group? Uh, the, the Bangles. The Bangles, one for one. Written by Prince. Monday... Is the only day of the week with an anagram. Do you know what word is anagram of Monday? Do you know what an anagram is? Yeah, it's where you rearrange the letters and you get a yep. different word. Mm. It's the only one with an anagram. Really? That's interesting. Do you know what word you can get from Monday? Monday, Monday, Monday. Uh, no, I don't. Dynamo. 
Oh, wow. So there okay, you we go. got there. Okay. Days of the week. Do you know what day of the week is named after Norse god of thunder? Yes, that would be Thursday. That would be Thursday. Good Thor's, job, Rob. Thursday. There you go. Thursday. Monday, Monday is a hit by what group? Oh, dang it. See, I was already singing it before you, but I don't know who it Monday, is. Monday, Monday, Monday. They're in is a bathtub. Like, um, Is it like... Um, I don't know. That is the mamas and the papas. Wow. Okay. So, two for four so far. So this is the put us over. All right. Let's do this. Over the over Mendoza 500. line. Here we yeah. go. Um, for some reason, I put I was I did A B C D E and I made this question E and F for okay. some reason. Right. So here we go. This is that's the twice. If I get it wrong, I get another shot. That's right. Who was Robinson Caruso's companion? Wednesday? It's Friday. Friday. Is that my gal Friday? I no, that's a, that's a thing from like film noir, right? <laughs> yeah, my gal Friday? Maybe, I don't know. Friday. Okay. Days of the All week right. trivia. How'd okay. y'all do at home? Let us know how we did there. Anna. Is there, there's got to be a song for every day of the week, right? You Surely. Got Manic Monday, Monday, Monday. Tuesday's gone. Tuesday's gone, sure. Um, Wednesday. Obviously, you've got like um, Rebecca Black, Friday, done. <laughs> Friday, um, yeah. <laughs> um, Sunday, Ben Rec- ben Rector. Sure. And oh, yeah. Snoop. Great. Let's talk about this new Ben Rector track. Talk about another modern man of pop. <laughs> With Snoop Dogg That's on awesome. this track. It's so funny. Um, Saturday in the Park. My wife said the other day that Snoop Dogg is like water. You know how water just fills any space? Oh, it's good. That's what Snoop is doing right now. He's just expanding into any available <laughs> crevice. What Stephen Day could it. do, Snoop is doing. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's right. In 20 years, we will say about Stephen Day That's right. what we say now about Snoop. That's that good. like Snoop is... Remember when Stephen Day was on the Snoop album? That's what yes. we'll say. That's right. Yes. That's good. Uh, I, don't, I can't think of any... Uh, but obviously, yes. Yeah, Sunday, there's... Well, uh, Friday, I'm in love. Saturday in the park. I said Saturday that. on the yeah, Saturday in the Chicago. park. Uh, so we just need Wednesday and Thursday, right? right? What are we What are we missing out there? Y'all let us yeah, know. Yeah, We're not going to. We ain't like, going to spend too much time or anything. But I, uh, I guess Thursday is kind of a boring day to sing about, isn't it? It's maybe like, it doesn't feel like a song. Wednesday, there's got to be a Wednesday song sure, for right. sure. Some sort of hump day, yeah. kind of thing. Let us know. We need a Wednesday song and a Thursday song to round it out, just so we can satisfy our own curiosities. Couple other notes on Stephen Day. We've been doing in our our Modern Men of Pop uh, month. I've been talking about some of their Spotify stats since that's kind of a different metric um, than like Billboard or whatever for for these like you know ultra modern um, acts. Uh, so a little bit on Stephen Day. If you go to his Spotify page, you're going to see that he has six hundred nineteen thousand seven hundred eighty monthly listeners um, and forty three thousand four hundred twenty five followers. That is pretty solid that's good man it's more than mine by a little bit (laughs) we'll just say a little bit um his top five songs on spotify that come up are uh autumn's song from his first album dancing in the street um which we played if you were the rain also from his uh first project love that album on top of the world and his live version of back of my hand is actually uh, his fifth most popular track on spotify I want to go back and make one more note about 22 and some change. Okay. That's kind of originally what we were going to focus on. And then we got digging into his, you know, stuff even more and went, we, we got, got to talk, talk. Yeah. We got to talking and did a game time, like last minute, literally like 30 seconds before it's yeah. like, let's audible. Yeah. We're like 22 and some change isn't enough. We're like Omaha. It doesn't, Omaha. <laughs> doesn't fully like show. So, so we decided, but I, I did have this note on that one. Um, going back and I'll, and I'll play you a little bit more. Uh, about it, but here's so here's 22 and some change just so you can feel a little more again. But I feel like the chorus really, especially, betrays the tempo of the song. I'm gonna hit this chorus, okay? It feels so chill that you would not go, Oh, yeah, that's a fast song. Right? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. But it's 137 beats a minute. Okay. That's so moving. That's 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 kicking along pretty good. Um, and so you gotta love a you gotta love a fast song that doesn't feel fast. Yeah. Right. It doesn't but, feel rushed at all. Yeah. It doesn't feel like. I mean, that's a rock tempo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you just heard some drums playing that, and you yeah. go, that's a fast song. Um, so for some for some context to that, I'll throw you some other songs at 137 beats a minute. Okay. Uh, how about Viva La Vida? Okay, right? that definitely feels fast. Right? The loud horns. and Right, that feels faster. Beat it. This okay. is the same tempo as beat Good it. Good is great. Okay, yeah. but you would never go, no. oh, yeah, that feels the same. Yeah, that feels like beat it. You yeah. know what I mean? 
Um, somebody told me by the killer. Somebody okay. told me that. Yeah, right, that's what this feels like to me. That's that's that tempo. Uh, any way you want it, my journey. What in the world? Right, it's so weird and beautiful day by you two. Man, all at this. It's know, all about production. If you really bring, is. if you are, you know, smart and how you bring down your dynamics of production, you can get a completely different feel. Yeah. So props to uh, Corey Scooter Spicer on drums if he's uh, when he's playing that one. Long, yeah. So. No. All right. Uh, so. We hope you've enjoyed sort of our introduction. We dipped the toe in the water of Stephen Day. <laughs> right. Tried to show you some different shades, some different sides. But now we're going to talk to the man himself. We're going to talk to Stephen Day. We'll be back at the end to tuck you in. But first, stop whatever you're doing. Whatever I see you. Uh, you're at a red light. I don't care. They can wait. Okay? The people behind you can wait. Put it in park for a second. Okay? Be safe. Don't be stupid. Put it in park. Pull out your phone. Turn on your uh, your flashers. Your hazards. Yeah, your hazard lights. Okay? And go to Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us at Great Song Pod on all those fine platforms. You can join the Facebook group, Great Songs, and the great people who love them greatly if you want to be involved in some of our um, more personal Facebook shenanigans. Um, or if you want to go the extra mile and help us produce the show, you can go. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash greatsongpod. And if you choose to back us on Patreon, we can say thank you by giving you things like early release, bonus episodes, um, weekly .5 episodes that we sort of fill in the gaps with and, and talk about some super up-to-date stuff and weekly music news, um, and all kinds of ways that we find to say thank you. We can do that if you want to go uh, throw some support our way at patreon.com slash slash great song pod. We're going to go talk to Stephen Day, and we'll see you again on the other side. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with Stephen Day. He is the voice inside your head telling you all the things that you feel about the things that you love and the things that you're nervous about <laughs> and the things that make you sad. He's the soundtrack to your life. And so uh, we're so excited <laughs> to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Stephen. Oh, man, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We are excited to talk to you. I know you know that you have a rabid fan base um, because you talk to them all the time on Instagram. Um, Yeah, yeah, fun, yeah. Very active. And was that like a, did you just, is that just something you did or is that something you thought this would be good marketing if I'm like, you know, talking to all these people on Instagram all the time? I mean, you know, during COVID, we started doing more like Instagram lives, which is like, Definitely feels a little more um, connection based with yeah. with an audience that's through social media, and that was super fun. I, I did it way more at the top. Honestly, I'm hoping to get back into that. Um, it's been a little crazy, like making a record and you know life stuff happening, and so I'm I'm super excited to just um, get back and keep moving with talking to you know people in the. On the on the social medias, <laughs> you, uh, you, I mean, you do that everywhere. I was looking at like even on your YouTube comments, you always reply, which is amazing. Thanks for as uh, somebody that likes to see involvement. Thanks for taking the time to reply to everybody's comment. That's amazing. Yeah, and I mean, like sometimes it's it's super it's super like, um, you know, sometimes I want to reach out to those people. I do try to be grateful for. Um, you know, people, if they're reaching out and being heartfelt, for sure. One of the shows I saw in 2019 was you. Um, I saw you at the exit in. I didn't actually go to see you, full disclosure. My wife loves Pacific, so we went to see Pacific, yeah. and you closed the show. And I was like, who, yeah. is, who is this guy? He's amazing. No way, man. That's so awesome. Great show. And then <laughs> you did a video of it. Like, you made a music video of it, which was so yeah. cool. And I was like, holy cow, I'm there. That was really cool. He was the guy that the camera was shining so brightly off of. <laughs> the lights were shining so brightly off. Of. Yeah. I love it. What's your What's your favorite part about uh, playing live and connecting with a live audience? There's just There's just an energy, and I think everybody feels this way about live music. There's just an energy about it that can't really be matched in any other venue, like location. You no, know, it's just like playing a song live. Your musicians maybe you know, playing at the top of their caliber. Um, I feel like I can go to a place that I, I can't in other, you know, whether it be the studio or, you know, just playing at home, it just feels like sort of like a sacred thing. You know, it's like, I think musicians across time would agree with that. It's just kind of like this thing when you put a crowd of people in front of you and turn the music up, it's sort of like a magical thing. 
I've seen, uh, having seen you live, I think you playing a guitar gives you extra energy. I know Rob has said that he likes to play behind a guitar. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like um, I like to watch the what I feel like your guitar playing brings out an extra energy in you on stage. Who are some of your like guitar inspiration? Uh, who's your guys that you aspire to either be like or who you learn from? Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, John Mayer is like top of the chart for me. He's he just I just grew up on him and I think just as every other you know guy my age or girl my age he was just he was on pop radio and I he was probably the one that started my digging into other realms of music and so it's funny I think some people give him give him slack because he's like this pop star gooey guy you know <laughs> on some level but you you watch him play he's not He's not just, you know, a pop star. He's he's, he's, a, he's a he's a guitar hero. Yeah. yeah. And cheat code. I did my I did my homework, so I know Room for Squares is kind of what opened you up. Um, did you? Uh, yeah. can, can you play Neon? Yeah. I, uh, well, there I you can. go. I haven't, I haven't done it in a long time, <laughs> but I remember when I was in high school, maybe even middle school. I was like, "How does he do that?" That was like one of the first songs I was trying to figure out on the guitar. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Okay, yeah. so I'm trying I'm trying to do a little math here. Uh, so he's 25 Ro- listening to Room for Squares. This he's like I mean. a fetus when he started. <laughs> Room for Squares came out in like 2001 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's right. Wow. And so, what year were you born? 96. Oh, that's man. amazing. Okay, dude, train right. up a child in the way he should go. That's the way it should <laughs> be, right there. That's uh, fantastic. Oh, you're so young, Stephen. <laughs> you're making me feel super old. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> That record just kind of snuck up on me, man. I, I nobody really showed me it. I just came across it. I guess you know, honestly, at that point, probably like Continuum was out, mm-hmm. and so I was hearing. That's probably what I can't remember, but that's probably what sent me back through his catalog. And Room for Squares was sort of, I feel like, the moment where I was like, "Oh, this guy does what I want to do." He okay. like moves music at at a very high caliber into pop music Mm -hmm. that's really good okay we talked about guitar inspirations songwriter uh inspirations as far as you know the not necessarily people that you have like tried to emulate or whatever but just um other than john mayer who who made you go man that's a real song right there you know i think that's that's one of the things it's i songs are are like my I feel like they're the thing I'm looking for always. So it's like, I don't always have artists that like um, specifically write the best songs. It's just like when I come across a good song, that's like what lights me up and it doesn't really have to be um, a certain anyone. I'm trying to think of other writers. You know, it's funny there. I I went, went through like an obsession of Glenn Campbell in the past year, yeah, maybe year and a half now. And I realized that a guy named Jimmy Webb wrote just about all the songs that I love by okay. Glenn Campbell. And I would say he was a master. I, I don't know much about him because I still haven't really looked into him because, because I really do love Glenn Campbell mm-hmm. as an artist. So I think that was one of the first moments where I was like, oh, this songwriting matched this artist in a way that it just would have never happened had it not been for that songwriter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, we, absolutely, in, yeah. we played a game today and Wichita lineman was in there and Rob nailed it. That's so right. Oh, yeah. 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 Good gracious, but man. What a song. Like some guys, it's like sort of the, uh, Elton John, Bernie Taupin, you know, I realized they were both doing yeah. some of the writing, but like some people just fit some writers just fit certain yeah. artists. And, and, and the, you know, you love to see one of those like, um, sort of, songwriter artist partnerships that goes on for years and years and years. And they build this big catalog together. It's just, I don't know. It just feels special. Totally. There'll be parts of, uh, of these that we do where we take a section and we just kind of gush on things that we like about the artist. So this is going to be me just kind of like bragging on Stephen day for a minute. So sit back, grab your popcorn and say, Oh, thanks. That's nice. Or (laughs) man, you're way overshooting here. So, um, every way, um, first single off that album. So good. Um, start again is probably my favorite track on that album because I think the guitar work is magical. Um, wow. All because mm-hmm. of you. If you jump ahead to 232, some of the best whistling you'll hear on any <laughs> album is right there. So that's 
good stuff on Dancing in the Street, the rollerblading section. How many times did you wipe out recording that rollerblading section? <laughs> Dude, I don't know how I made it through that video. <laughs> I, I literally don't. I think we bought those rollerblades from Walmart like the day before. Uh-huh. And the last time I had rollerbladed was like in high school. That's like amazing. At a, maybe middle school at, a, at like a roller rink. And so I was like That's great. Sud- suddenly on asphalt, like <laughs> just rocks. You know, was, uh-huh. I, can't, I can't believe I didn't end up in the ER that night. <laughs> also, follow-up question to same video. Do you remember what food you landed on in the international market and restaurant, the Thai food? You remember what you got? Uh, I know it was some sort of noodles. They have they have like uh it's not sesame chicken. It was like a it was definitely chicken okay. and, and and noodles. <laughs> drunken drunken noodles. Oh, there, there you go. go. That's that's yeah. what you get at a Thai restaurant. Oh my god. Also yeah. that, that tune was produced by Quinn Redmond. I mean, he's kind of a legend. How did you line up with Quinn? That's pretty cool. He, he is a legend. He's also a Nashville um guy. I don't know if you guys have met him. Um not, but, not met him, but would love to. He, he working on that record with him was so amazing. Um, he took those songs and I, that was sort of the first record that I, I mean, it was, it was my first record, you know, my first full length record. And I was pretty nervous to even do it because my first EP when I was like 18 or 19 kind of did really well yeah. on its own. And there was, there was nothing really behind it. It just kind of happened naturally on Spotify. And so I was really nervous for a long time to to write songs, you know, and like do it again. So working with him, I think he settled a lot of that anxiety. And we just we just went in the studio and came out with this product that I think is amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's great. What's the what's the I know some of your later stuff you've been producing yourself and kind of, um you know, do, doing that whole thing. What, uh, what's different for you about uh, the process of working with a producer versus self-producing? Well, so the original songs and sound EP that came out during the pandemic was really my first attempt ever at like a self-production. And I got, you know, I had logic and I hadn't really done any self-production other than like garage band in high school. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like this, I felt it felt really free. And I felt like the pandemic gave me that moment to just try something new. And I don't think I would have ever done it had it not been for the the pandemic. And so that self-production experience, um, I think it, it helped me grow in some ways that like, Oh, I can trust my gut mm. on yep. some or, Oh no, that's actually, I, I think I, I got a clearer image of, preference if that makes sense oh sure and 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 like what my strengths and weaknesses are so so that was oh my goodness i feel like i just learned so much from that experience and the next record the the new record that's coming out was produced by a guy named micah talks who is a legend just (laughs) period i mean i he took the songs that I brought him and just elevated them in a way that I can't even, I just, I'm so grateful. Yeah. Cool. Um, on 22 and some change too. one more follow up, the okay. official video with, uh, with wild bill Hawkins and the overhead projector. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Who, whose house with all the golf balls is that? <laughs> that is bill. That's his That's house. house. Uh, yeah. So, so it's funny we were talking about Quinn. That's his grandpa. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, wow. And when when we were in the studio, he was like, "Man, I just I want to see my grandpa dance to this song." <laughs> it's like, so cool. Yeah, and it was it just ended up being so perfect, and I love that video, man. Let me ask you this: you're you're an artist who has um, who has likely and hopefully not yet reached his peak on a on a commercial level. Um, I hope so, what, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, what are, what are the challenges of being an artist that has achieved some notoriety and success, but is still, you know, your, your star is still rising and you're still trying to uh, make more people aware of what you're doing. What are some of the challenges that come with being sort of where you are on an industry level? Yeah. I, I feel like with this album, I was feeling, I, it's funny how with like the level I'm at, I already feel this, 
this um, pushback of like, well, I want to keep the fans I have, you know, like I got to keep those fans. And so that I feel like with this album, I was like, you know what? I want to make exactly what I want with the EP too. Yeah. And and this album coming out, I, it feels like I've come to this place where I'm at peace with making exactly what I want. And if people like it, they can hop on the train or they can hop off. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So That's it's great. like, I feel like that is one of the biggest and probably never ending uh, back and forths of being an artist is kind of like, man, like I love the people that have come this far with me, you know, and I appreciate them listening and them telling other people about it. And so it's like, you don't want to lose those people, but you also hope that the people that are with you respect your creative control and we'll, we'll like go somewhere with you for an album and trust that you're going to put out another one. Yeah, that might have, sure. you know, and I feel like that's what happened. I feel like I listen to music that way. So when I, somebody that I love, if they put out something that's not my favorite, I'm like, I can still see the the artists that I love in the work. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I, I think that's one of the hardest um, things to balance yep. right now. Follow up question to that as somebody who's already peaked and you're on the way down, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No, man, you're you're killing it. We love where we love where you're going with your stuff. That's so good. <laughs> you know that that's I've never understood people who are able to like totally write off an artist after one album that isn't exactly what they think it should be. You know, yeah. Uh, there's so many things, so many elements to an album could make it something different from the choice of producer to just the songs, you know, or whatever. A, a yeah. Change in personnel, anything. I mean, to put it back full circle to what we were talking about, there's a lot of people after Born and Raised with John Mayer that were like, "Nope, yeah, like what yeah. is this?" But I'll just, yeah. I bet, like you, we've we've stayed the test with yeah, it. Grow with your artists. That's people. right. Like expand that's with right. them, you know. Yeah, and I I can't imagine how much that. I mean, I don't know him, but I can't imagine how much that freed him up. Yeah. You know, doing that whole project, it's such a jump it's that I'm sure he's like, there's, there's no way that he wasn't like, I have to do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It feels like one of those things that he was like, oh, yeah, this isn't going to go that well with some people, but like, I have to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only, there's no like good commercial reason to just take a yeah. left turn like that. Yeah. You know, there's like, exactly. you, he had to be driven to go. All right, I don't have a, really a choice about this. This is where I am right now. And yeah, it's so odd it. to speak on it. I have two friends that I could hand pick right now that say that's their favorite John Mayer album. There so like yeah. that, that's why you make it not just for yourself, but there's people out there that'll grab onto that and love yeah, it. So. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who are some of your dream collaborators? Who would you like to work with in the future? Mm. Other than me and Rob. Yeah. Like we're uh, other than present us. company excluded. Yeah. 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 I, I was going to say both of you yeah. individual. Okay. Sure. Well, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys know Anderson pack. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a dream of mine. Leon bridges. Okay. Yeah. That's um, a good one. Is a dream of mine. I'm trying to think. I mean, Mayor, oh, obviously. Be, yeah. I, I just sort of mentally got to a spot where I was hearing you and Leon Bridges together, and it almost, I almost had to just take a moment and recompose myself. <laughs> and that would really be special. That would be fantastic. I, I actually, I feel a lot of like, I feel kin with Leon Bridges in a lot of ways because I feel like every time he does something, I'm like, oh, I hear all the things I listen to in what mm. you do. And so I just feel like, I hope to cross paths with him one day for sure. Love that. We'll be cheering for that as well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Speaking of dream collaborators, uh, you were part of the, I don't know exactly what you call it. Extravaganza doesn't quite cover it, uh, but the Alan Stone uh, Christmas uh, festival film. Spectacular. Spectacular. Um, Did you guys watch that? I've gotten to watch part of it. I've not been able to find get all of it to to watch of it. Uh, but I, I but I did watch your uh, your podcast episode with him, uh, yeah. and then your live version of Back of My Hand, uh, which was fantastic yeah. um, and kind of a you know I imagine kind of a dream thing. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got hooked up with Alan, and and then you know I guess you guys were sort of you kind of camped together for a, like a week or so to film this uh, you know to film this Christmas thing. Tell us about all, that whole process. Oh man, it really, it really was a dream. Um, I, he was literally one of my biggest heroes in high school. Um, and for him to, to call me out to do that, I, it was like probably the most surreal moment of my career as far. Yeah. 
you know, we had this whole like DM Instagram thing that happened <laughs> and, um, it happened so fast. Like we talked on Instagram and then he was like, Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to, f- I'm going to fly you out for this Christmas special. And I think it must've been, it was, it was like late fall. So it was like right around the corner. And I was like, really? Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, but, but also, you know, it was a pandemic, so nobody was doing anything. So yeah. it was like, Oh, I guess I can just like go. Um, <laughs> Because flights, you know, were were back up. Three dollars. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And so I um, we got out there and it was a really small crew. So it was like COVID conscious and everything. And um, he had his friends um, like owned a a restaurant venue that we were in and filming the things in for that week and a half that I was there. And um, it was a blast. Like. I I have like all these like characters that I'll do, and so I don't, if you guys get a chance to to watch the the film that they made, I was like nervous to go because because he, he part of it was hey like we want you to be a character in this screenplay right and I was, I was like okay I've never done that before but let's 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 do it I think he had seen some like you know goofy thing that I'd done online I don't know and. So I get there and I'm like, man, I hope these guys don't think I'm a lunatic like, <laughs> because, because like I went full like goose bozo on that. And it was, it was so fun, man. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely our kind of people. We, we're, sure. uh, we're a lot of times like we have to control our energy a little bit cause we get excited. We're like, whoa, like, yeah. 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 You're this yeah. we default to goofiness. Yeah. I that's, think, right. that's really. where we land. Um, but while we're yeah. talking about it, make sure if you're listening, make sure you give Steven a follow on Instagram because it is a lot of fun uh, and he does a lot of fun stuff. Actually, can you tell Can you tell exact you, – you kind of glossed over your DM exchange with Alan, but I know from listening to the podcast episode with him uh, that you – can you tell us exactly what you sent him in his DMs? Yeah, I, th- I think it was just a picture of me like, like, you know, like sitting like this <laughs> and I said I, – I think I said – trying to hang or nah. And, <laughs> and I woke up, I woke up to the DM of him like, uh, yeah. And it was a picture of him like this, like <laughs> full double chin. Was, yeah. Right back at me. And it was like, Oh, my brother, you know, <laughs> it, it was so funny. That's fantastic. I love that. That's great. May, may, you know, that's just something you wish like for all your friends is the opportunity to work with somebody that they really respect. You know what I mean? Like that's just a thing that I you want to celebrate for everybody that you see to to be able to have that kind of experience. What a, what a kind of thing that is. Um, let's see. Random questions. What's the last vinyl you bought? Ooh, probably. It's been a while. I I, I like. I when thought I you were sa- when you said that. I thought you meant like stained. stained it's, been, it's a while. been a while. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Stephen Day with, with stained. Big Aaron Lewis fan. That's right. Uh, oh, you scared okay. me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, um, I feel like you know I'm I'm like on the vinyl train, but I'm not always buying them. Uh-huh. So so it's like pretty rare when I do. What was the last uh-huh. eight track you bought then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I honestly think it might have been a Glenn Campbell vinyl. I don't remember the name of the album because I feel like when he was making records it wasn't as much like this is an album that's a project. It's like <laughs> it's like kind of all the hits at the time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, sure, yeah. Here's him in a jean shirt and it's all the same. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> yeah. There it is, so it's good. Yeah. yeah exactly. But I think it I think it's got Gentle on my mind on there okay. and I mean, it's he's amazing. His voice is one of my favorites. That's awesome. Yeah, well, we have one question that we ask everybody. Stephen, we, you've been awesome. Hope you've had uh, a lot of fun hanging out with us. You're yeah, good, it's been awesome. You're good people. Oh, one question one. that we ask everybody. So you're on tour. You go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking of it, I'll tell you mine. I get a Three Musketeers bar. When I was growing up, my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want, and that is the most ounces. They're all the same price, so I get a Three Musketeers bar. What is your gas station snack food of choice? Dude, this is so funny. I feel like I end up talking about sour gummies every time I'm like interviewed. And so I think people think I'm like, it's people probably think I eat them for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or you're sponsored by sour gummies. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I I hope it's coming, man, because like life, lifesaver sour gummies are my favorite 
snack. It's not even it's not even like sustenance, you know, at this point. Like and I can't I can't eat a full bag because it's just it makes you feel bad, you know? Sugar. You're like 30 minutes after you're like, I should not have done it. But while you're doing it, you're like all in. And then they're just gone like that. This episode brought to you by Lifesavers Gummies. That's awesome. Little logo popping up at the bottom of the screen. Wait, is that a Lifesaver shirt you're wearing, Steve? Come on. (laughs) Where do you even get that? You know what, though? It's refreshing to talk to a guy who's young enough to be like, yeah, Lifesavers Gummies. Yeah, a lot of people are like, I drink a water or I don't get off the bus. Yeah, or, or, uh, you know, oh, just some walnuts, thanks. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Like, no. Uh, we want all, all the junk. Yeah. Like we like that. I, <laughs> no way. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's outstanding. I think I think I'll probably slow down on the the sour gummy train as I get older. But like they're not going anywhere. Right. You know? You're like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tone it back. I'm not gonna get the sours. I'm just gonna go ahead and go all sweet, just normal gum. Yeah. That'll just, be your transition. That's you'll right. Ease yeah. off. Exactly. That's when you'll know you're really maturing as a as an as an as an adult. That's you're right. like, I'm a grown man now. That's right. Uh, easy on the easy on the sour. Yeah, easy. easy on the sour, and I'm gonna do this album called Born and Raised. Here we go. <laughs> man, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with great. us for a little bit today. Have a great rest of your day. We appreciate it. Thank y'all. Cheers. Yeah. Peace. This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was Stephen Day, a trustworthy gent, if ever there was one. I think that's what it is. He's got the kind of face that you see of like... I was back on the face. You know, I'm just back on it. I just can't get away from it. He's got the kind of... You know when you see like old drawings of like boxers with mustaches and they were like just shirtless men with their fists up you know what i mean uh he just has that sort of and it makes me trust him i don't know why he can protect you as well as guard your financials i don't know why i feel like i am am super trusting of like boxers from the 30s but i don't know whatever it is about him i just feel like you can just take me anywhere i believe you um all right modern men of pop month continues concludes next week oh man uh we got one more for you and it's gonna be a doozy can't wait to see you again next week uh but you're just gonna have to wait i'm sorry we can't do this we hope you guys have enjoyed this we know this month is a little different than what we typically bring it you guys we always try to you know sprinkle in some some more classics for for Mm -hmm. those that enjoy that but this has felt good this has been nice Uh, hopefully you guys have picked up on something that you've uh either learned or jumped along and come on board with us so this has been fun we're not abandoning the classics we're just trying to uh, expand everyone's we just want to make sure you guys know what's out there right now we don't want to get stuck in the past we don't don't live in the 80s (laughs) we don't live in the 90s you know what i mean i mean we still listen to it we visit a lot but there's good stuff happening right now and we want to make sure you guys know uh where you can find it so we'll be back next week with one more week of modern men of pop month and then we'll do something from like 70s we'll cover some disco (laughs) or something after that we'll we'll see what's happening next oh we might have another gimmick hey (laughs) you know we're good we're good at the gimmicks all right we'll check you guys next week with another great episode until then i'm rob i am jp go listen to some music